Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your God's Love podcast. I'm Haley. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Meredith Akoa here, and she is an artist and a photographer and an endometriosis survivor. Welcome. Hello. So good to be here. Love you and love everything that you're talking about on the show. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, girl. Listen, I'm so excited to talk with you. When we first met, y'all, we met, what, a month ago? A few months ago? Ah, literally. Okay, we met a few months ago through a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. And it's so great to meet someone who's also on the similar path. And so tell everyone, like, what are you doing? What am I doing? <laughs> because, I, I mean, I love the title. You said another fucking artist. I just think that's funny. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very fitting. It's probably the most honest branding name or company name an artist will ever tell you another fucking artist um and so yeah so I am that I'm a photographer I'm an artist and a lot of my work just really focuses on the idea and challenges the idea of what a camera is focuses on kind of like your pain source becoming your power source it focuses on how art functions in your life and what art even is so there's many levels to talk about all of this on. Um, but yeah, and I chose a name another fucking artist because it truly is that it's kind of like the anti-selling name because it's the most transparent, it's the most honest. It's like there's so much beauty in the world and creation everywhere. It's the dominant force and I'm a part of it. I'm another fucking part of it. Mm. Listen, I love it, but I also think it goes back to relating it to the feminine energy, right? The feminine energy is connecting to your power. It's connecting to uh, your creative energy. So it definitely relates to what I'm doing. A hundred percent, a hundred thousand percent. And that's a lot focusing on that and really embracing that. And the receiving mode is how I healed myself from endometriosis and painful sex and just a lifetime of trauma. So, okay. And then let's go into that. Cause that was one of the main reasons that I wanted to have you on the podcast was, and I've spoken about this before previously about painful sexual experiences, but I personally have never had, um, like I've had painful sex, but never obviously to the level that you're talking about. Right. So go into that. Yeah. So it is something that it, most people, I feel like most women don't talk about because it's kind of embarrassing. It's like, well, we were naturally meant to just like be able to do this and move all around and like or at least that's how it's presented in the public um so I as long as as well as many other women had pain during sex as a byproduct probably now that I look back from endometriosis but originally when I first got my period I had um a lot of sexual abuse and sexual trauma that I experienced which I feel like contributed to the pain then later on in going to have sex, it being just like a ring of fire, right? So that combined with really painful periods with endometriosis, with sexual trauma, all kind of like had my pelvic floor just like super, super tight. I never was um, professionally diagnosed with like vaginismus. There's many other diagnoses you can have. Uh, with painful sex, um, but endometriosis, that is a side effect of it. So 
so yeah, um, I just healed myself of that with a lot of work with the pelvic floor physical therapist, with the sex therapist, as well as looking at hormones and how they function your body. And then lit, part of that is adopting a lifestyle that honors your feminine energy, the infradian rhythm clock, as opposed to the 24 hour masculine. Okay. 9.00 AM testosterone is highest 5.00 PM our nine to five workday, 5.00 PM testosterone kind of dwindles away. And that's how we live our lives is 24 hour clock switching that over to the infradian rhythm clock and honoring my cycles, which isn't just your period. It's your follicular, ovulatory, luteal, then menstrual. That's 28 day cycle rather than a 24 hour cycle. So living my life like that, and I'm putting this in a big ass nutshell, but <laughs> long story short, um, that's how I healed a lot of my endo pain um, and then sexual pain as well, but also with the work with the uh, pelvic floor physical therapist um, and the sex therapist that I had to deal with a lot of the emotional trauma, which there's a whole you know story behind that as well, which a lot of it's always inner. The answers are always inside. You know, I, I sought outer counsel to help me only realize what was already there, which was my, I found it on my own, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. No, listen, I found on my path too. So I mean, I love that. But I also think that in terms of, I love what you're talking about. And this is what I'm constantly working on too, is like, leading life in more of a feminine way and not because think about it like we're taught we have to even entrepreneurs like so many people bragging about working 18 hour days or 12 hour days or whatever mm-hmm. but it's go into living life based on your cycle as a woman right mm-hmm. compared to living life as a man yeah and they've biohacked they've biohacked their day and all of these supplements and all this crap you see on the market a lot of it's really only tested on men or uh, women that are in menopause because they deem it too hard to follow our cycle and test a lot of even like prescription drugs, like on women, they're not like legally required to do that. It's usually menopausal women because they don't have to factor in the, the period or the, the phase factor that we're talking about. So, but yeah, your brain chemistry, you can leverage at different points of your cycle that specific brain chemistry for different activities. So like ovulatory is like your most social communicative, like you are, your attraction factors like multiplied by a thousand, like that's the time you wanna be in groups. That's the time you wanna be asking for a raise. You can, if you know that and you have that awareness, you can plan activities in your life as well as the food you're eating according to that to leverage those things. Your menstrual, period a lot of times because the brain the left and right brain uh, are communicating more than any other time it's kind of some people call it like the most psychic or intuitive phase because it's introspective because you're looking at what do I need to get rid of to go on to the next phase because if you never take a look inside you're only moving forward with crappy unwanted things so that's just an example of just on a 28 day spectrum, how you can leverage and kind of like biohack, which is kind of a trendy word right now, but it's true uh, because that's what men do. That's what men have been doing for many years because they understand their physiology and their biology and they honor it. They don't try to be something that they're not. Mm, Yes. Yes. And I also think too, it's like, 
you know, think about it. Like when I'm on my period, I don't want to be around anybody. I'm really tired, Mm -hmm. you know? So that does make sense what you're saying. It's just society is not caught up to this. Well, yeah. Well, the information's out there, right? So like Alyssa VT, Woman Code and In the Flow, two books that helped me get my life back. Um, They, it's full of hormone, hormonal information, how your body works, how to deal with endo and PCOS and fibroids and all of this stuff. Um, but it's the science, the science is out there and it's been known for a long time. It's just, you know, unfortunately in our medical community, it doesn't make money. It makes more money to treat the symptoms of living unhealthily rather than just treat the root cause, which is everything that I'm talking about. So that's why it's not really as known in the mainstream, unless you seek it out yourself, which honestly, when you do seek out this stuff, the journey is, is the gift, like actually seeking that out and learning about your own individual hormonal blueprint and your own answers inside and the way you kind of flow within that whole rhythm connected to the day, connected to time, connected to food is a gift within itself. So, and it's not something you can really, it's experiential. It's not something you can just kind of Google about. You know, you can Google about the science, but you have to live it. Yeah, definitely. And then go into to those books you mentioned so I can put those in the show notes. Yeah. So Alyssa VT is um, the author. She's amazing. She has a website, flowliving.com, F-L-O living.com. Her books, the first book that I read that really helped me, Woman Code, it is fucking amazing every woman should read it it should be actually required reading school for girls mm-hmm. um and then in the flow which is flo is all about the infradian rhythm clock which i just talked about the 28 day cycle and how i just talked about you know we're on the nine to five we literally live in a man's world under that sense um instead of on i mean i don't now that i know this but mainstream you know like if you have like a regular job that's how it's treated because this information isn't honored enough it's not brought out into hey this is like what I need to be doing but you can always honor it just on your own schedule within your own unique timing of everything so yeah because what would that be in the sense of so for example woman's on her period that would be maybe not plan as much as many social activities when you know you're going to be on your period, right? Yeah. I mean, it depends totally like on the person, like in the book, she gives the example, you know, I got married on my wedding day. Like you should be able to, once you are hormonally balanced, like with knowing about food and diet and lifestyle and like fixing all that within yourself, you should be able to feel like you could get married on your wedding day, but it's different for each person. Wait, getting married on what? on getting married on your wedding day. Wow. Getting married on your menstrual cycle. Like you could, if you are hormonally balanced, that wouldn't be a problem. So okay. Gotcha. Yep. Example she gives in her book. Um, but it's different for each person. Like personally, I like the time, you know, I, I used to die every month endometriosis, like people compared it to the exorcist, like literally I go to the emergency room every single month since I was 12 years old, I'm 32. And I've been healed now for about like two years. It's a lot, it's a lot of pain, like crazy, crazy shit. So that amount of pain 
like now I look at my period just to give you an example of how far and how much this whole methodology has impacted me. Now I actually look forward to my period and seeing like, oh, how much can I learn? Like how much can I go inside? Like my pain source has become my power source because of all of the work that I did in realizing that that's what it was and realizing that, that, and I'm putting this in such a nutshell, but in realizing that that's where all of the answers were, that your body's always telling you, you know, and sometimes we, a lot of times we just don't listen. Your body's telling you, Hey, look here with pain, with whatever, with nausea, like, Hey, I need help in this area. Um, so when I really had the willingness to look and face it and face the sexual trauma and face all of this crap and change and, you know, make the biological changes as well is when, oh my God, now I feel like I get messages during my period. I get, you know, psychic guidance and intuitive messages because that's, of course I do, because that's how my, my brain is primed for it. But I was never listening before too, because it was, you know, I didn't know. And I was toxified with all this crap for modern life, mentally and physically eating like crap. I mean, the modern person eats like crap it's full of toxins and stuff like that. So, and it's a journey, you know, it's not a destination. It's not like, okay, check the box. Like I'm healed. It is, it is a lifestyle. Like I still see, um, a naturopath doctor to help me with hormones and all of that stuff. I do live that lifestyle, but what I mean is it's not like a I just take this pill and it's over like how a commercial would have you believe it's a journey and it's, and it's a gift that way, instead of it being a destination, because you're constantly learning new things and growing and evolving within your body. And so it, it really, really is a gift when you can learn to enjoy that and accept that and realize that it's all about the journey. When you get to the destination of like being healed, you're like, holy shit, it was really about the journey the whole time. Like, mm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I got there, that's what I thought. When I realized like, oh my God, I'm fucking free. I realized like, wow, I wish I would have enjoyed all that time because that, that was the gift, all the learning and stuff. But now that I know it's not, I'm not saying that it makes everything, you know, a fucking joy ride and daisies and roses, but having that awareness allows you to, it takes the edge off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think that's amazing because I think that that's, that's a great uh, realization that you had. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. 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 Okay. So in terms of the woman listening, okay. So, or the men too, because I know I've been listening. Okay. So buy those books. Remember that your bunny's not like working against you. Yes. And for all the people, all of the women and just, and men too, people having painful sex, having the willingness to look, I think that's the pathway to real healing because a lot of us are really scared. And I was too, and we don't know what the fuck is going on. We're freaked out and we are just in pain or whatever, but it's having the willingness to really look, okay, why? why, why am I, um, having all these hangups 
mentally, because aside from the biological, you know, I thought I was like sick in the head from having sexual trauma and then having like rape fantasies or like sexual things that I'm like, I'm not connected. This isn't how this isn't, doesn't match with any other area of my life. And when I really looked at why that's happening, I realized that it's because I wanted to be free. And I, in a, in a, in some heinous way, because those acts or whatever were so heinous or ridiculous, I looked at that in my child mind and said, but at least they're free. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just an example of the things that we think are so dark and are so fucked up or we judge ourselves or others are really, really simple. Like when you really look at it, it's really like simple, basic human needs. And it's really not that scary, but it's really like making that leap over to like really look at, okay, why? And then when you realize that the shackles just fall off because it's all within you realizing that, like you're the only one that has the ability to give your freedom away. Yes, I love that. It's so true. And it's not just some like thing, intellectual thing I say, because I've heard people say that before, just like intellectually, but I have experienced that. I've experienced the shackles fall off when you get present and you realize like, holy shit, I'm free. And then you take, when you taste that freedom, you don't want to give that up for anything, for anyone. And then you think back, look at all the stupid shit I gave my freedom to, my power to like the guy at the gas station, the person that cut me off, like things that don't even have to do with sex. Like you, we give our power away like that on a constant basis all the time. But it's having, when you have that awareness of like, oh my God, I am actually everything. I'm the master. I'm the slave. I can turn it off at any time. Then you're in the driver's seat. You know, you're mm. Yes, I love this. Yes, this is so good. No, I agree with you on that. And I also think that, you know, everybody's, you know, it's October and I've seen so many like really good posts about the Salem witch trials because it's kind of like that's happening now, (laughs) you know? And so I think that it's, it's like, well, kind of what you're saying. It's like you gave your pet, like you're willingly giving your power away. And how many times are women, as women, we've been taught to do that. And like, you know, I saw this woman post about birth, right? Oh, giving your power away to how your birth should look like. Well, how do you want it to be? You know, yeah. giving your power away to your yeah. sexual experiences when how do you want your sex life to be and feel like? Totally. Who gives a fuck what everybody else is doing? Totally. You know? You're the creator. And that creative energy, once I connected that to sex, like I realized like, oh, I, it can be whatever way I want it to be. I'm creating the experience, regardless of the pain. And that's the other thing, like, even now I still have pain. Like I call it the ring of fire, like the enter the like kind of beginning part of the lips, like the opening of the vagina. So that for me is always where there would be pain. So now, even now, like there's, there still will be pain in that area, but instead of focusing on, it'll go away in about like 15 to 20 seconds. Once I get my mind around, okay, 
oh my God, it's pain. I used to think of like, okay, how do we avoid the pain? But now the focus is how good can I feel? So I kept the desire and I gave up all that struggle. I, you know, a lot, a large portion of healing, I feel like is just giving up your own resistance. And once I accepted, you know what? I might fucking have that little ring forever. Who gives a shit? I'm going to learn how to feel good regardless that can still be there. Anything can be there. Anything can be there and I can still feel good. And when you have that, then that's what, that's what I mean by being the driver. Like you're in the driver's seat. So like, okay, great. I have that little ring of fire, but wait a second. I can just like, wait, take a deep breath. And me and my husband have this like whole routine and okay, now I'm, now I feel where everything is now I'm making about, Oh, that feels good. That doesn't great then leave that there. But focusing on how good can I feel rather than avoiding this problem that I really don't want to look at, but I'm shaping my whole life around it. You know what mm. I mean? Woo, girl. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Cause it's almost like we've been fearing. It's like the fear of the pain is worse than the pain itself. Totally. <laughs> it is. It is worse. It's our own resistance, you know? So mm-hmm. I just, at a certain point, I call it like not caring or like, fuck it, whatever mentality. And that's like a, a brutal way to put it. But um, yeah, it's just what it is, is just giving up your own resistance to the problem and saying, you know what, that's there. I'm the one that's making it this big mountain to climb, this prison or this huge problem. It's just it. I'm making it however fucked up you know, it is in my head. And so I can still learn to, I can still be me and I can still live a life and I can still feel good. And then once you start doing that more and more and more and more, the pain starts to fade away. And obviously that's the mental part of it. Obviously you still, you know, should honor the biology of your pelvic floor and take care of biologically what's there as well it's both it's not one or the other it's both but it truly is both parts it's not you can't just do one you know and live in this physical world and say well I did this why is it working because you have to actually believe it too they work hand in hand together Mm, yes yes oh yeah definitely no I love that you said that and then in terms of you know a takeaway with what we talked about because I I love what you're saying here and I think people are going to get a lot of value in terms of the fact that, you know, it's the fear of that is worse than what it is. It's the same thing with emotions, right? Mm-hmm. It's like stepping the emotion down instead of allowing yourself to feel, wow, I'm really angry right now. I'm going to feel it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. So in terms of um, like a takeaway or maybe a few, what would you want those to be? Takeaways for the audience. Yes. Yes. For the listeners. Um, God, honestly, my takeaway, what I would like people to know is that you really are the only person that holds the keys to the prison is you. You, you are the person that holds all the answers. And I know, God, like if I were listening to this before, I would have been like, well, fuck, then I should just know the answers, right? And it's not, it's not an intellectual thing that I'm saying. 
I'm saying that, yeah, you may have to seek outside help, outside counsel. Absolutely. Like we all, we are in this world with each other for a reason, but all of those external people and relationships that you have are only ever pointing you to you. And you already are that which you're asking for. You just have to remember. And when you get there, you'll know <laughs> what I'm saying now. But it's so true. That's what I think I would love everyone to know because when you give yourself that gift of freedom, that's the, that is the greatest gift you can ever give yourself is, is your freedom, is your freedom back, your power back, and to just receive everything. It's just such a, we live in such a backwards world where it's like, give, 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 give. And it's not, you know, giving is receiving, receiving is giving. It's this whole, they forget the, the circle, the connectedness and oneness of it all. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my takeaway. Give yourself your freedom back, really. And stop giving all your power away to stupid shit. Mm. Woo, I love it. Yes. I love this though, because I think that, um, I had goosebumps when you said that, because I think that is so, so important nowadays in the current, you know, culture and society that we're living in is so many people are giving their power away when no one knows your body, what you need more than you use. That was great. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. Really good. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So where can everybody find you? You can find me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Meredith W. Ochoa, my website, MeredithOchoa.com. Um, I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn, another effing artist on Twitter, LinkedIn, Meredith Ochoa, and then another effing artist on Facebook. <laughs> cool. Okay. I will place your links below. Y'all, really great conversation. Meredith, definitely thank you so much for joining. If you'll have any questions, you know, be sure to DM either of us. I love hearing feedback from the podcast, whether you liked it, didn't like it, you know, what was your takeaway? And yeah, I hope you all have a great week. Bye.